This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. All right, welcome into The Lake Show. Happy Halloween to all of you listening. If you're out and about, about to walk your kids around the neighborhood, give out some candy, make sure that you uh, stop by Christopher Tubbs's uh, crib. And, and he's got the uh, the full-size candy bars for all you kids out there tonight. So I, I know that you're out in the Maple Grove hood, so you know people should try to track down your, your crib and, and get uh, – Get their sweet, su- nah, sweet treat see, I'm an apples and pencils kind of guy now. Oh, you're that guy? I'm that guy now, yeah. yeah. I'm- apples and pencils? Who gives out pencils for trick-or-treat? Pencils? Pencils. Oh, yeah, we got pencils when Who's we were ever kids. done that? Oh, I got pencils when I was a kid. Yeah. Apples and pencils. So you're returning the favor and giving out pencils? I mean, right? We got to help the teachers fund their schools, right? So I'm helping the kids. <sighs> That's, that's kids, the, kids that's don't the need worst candy. idea I've ever heard of. Worst idea. Well, I mean, they did it to me when I was a kid. I'm just paying it forward, Lake. Okay. All right. That's fine. I mean, you know. I'll, I'll leave it alone. I don't want to get into pencils and all of that stuff. I want the kids to have the fun, sweet treats. Before we get started and we dive into Minnesota Viking football, two items. You're trick-or-treating. Mm-hmm. Two items. You knock on the door. You ring the doorbell. What would you like dropped into your bucket? I want a – are we talking full size or snack size? It doesn't, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Okay. I want Reese's Pieces or Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Yep. And I want Snickers. That's what I want. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Mm-hmm. No, no question about that. Snickers I could get with – although there was some sort of – it may have been Vanita. Somebody had tweeted – no, no, it wasn't, it wasn't Vanita. It, I think it was Jesse Pierce. She kind of was thumbs down on Snickers, I believe. Really? I'm a little bit surprised by that. Wow. I figure, I mean, when you see a bowl of candy, like, I will go through. I'll, I'll pick for, if the Reese's Pieces are gone, I'll look for the Snickers next. Mm. I mean, well, no, I, yeah, I'll stick with the Snickers because there was a, a 2B that I could have thrown in there, but I'll stay with the Snickers. Can't Mo- go wrong with the Snickers. Most underrated Candy bar right now, in your opinion? Almond Joy. Ooh, really? Almond Joy. I, oh, I love Almond Joy. I love Almond Joy. Like almonds and like the coconut and the chocolate. Like, oh, I yeah. I that's, that's the cat's meow. I love I, it. I like score and I also like zero. I know people are going to be laughing like, zero? Really? Zero. Zero. Oh, I love zeros. They're really? So good. So okay. Good. So good. But you know what I like better than zeros? What's that? When the Minnesota Vikings win a football game. Skull. Skull. Six Go. and one. Six and one. Minnesota Vikings just continue to roll, right? Call us buddy because we're on a roll. 34 26. 
Vikings undefeated at home. Nice start to the year, 4-0 at U.S. Bank Stadium. They defeated the Arizona Cardinals yesterday, 34-26. to And I guess the best part about yesterday's victory is the fact that I never felt like Arizona was going to win this game. Even when Arizona got the lead, I never worried at all. I was, no, I never, never I'm I'm saying me personally, I never was concerned. Even when they got the lead and their offense started to click a little bit, Mm -hmm. I was never concerned because I never felt like Arizona could consistently stop the Minnesota Vikings offense. And that's true. Like, I mean, that goes kind of into what we were talking about last week. Like, Arizona's defense is is awful. And, see, I, I was feeling it kind of the other way. It's like I knew the pass rush for the Vikings yesterday was good. Like, they were pressuring Kyler Murray. But the problem with Kyler Murray is you saw there were times, like, I mean, there was a reason why he was, a you know, a, a top draft pick for the Oakland A's. I mean, you saw the way that he'd zip that ball, like, on the run. And you're thinking... To, to me, I was just thinking he was just going to be slippery enough that he was going to be able to cause those plays. Like he and Rondell Moore, I know everybody talks about Nuke Hopkins, but I felt Rondell Moore was really one of the guys that gave the Vikings problems yesterday. I got a little nervous. I got nervous, but I will say that this, this, they don't panic like the Vikings. They don't turtle up and get into conservative mode. They just they keep churning. They keep coming at you. I never was concerned about this game. Not only because the Vikings offensively were just never, I mean, Arizona couldn't consistently stop them. But the other part about what Arizona did yesterday, because this game wasn't about Kyler Murray being bad. He was just so-so. I know he threw a couple of interceptions. Uh, there was some debate on the uh, on the broadcast about, who was one of the one of the interceptions wasn't on him? It was on the the tight end for for breaking the route or not doing something I mean, or, or not or not reading it. Whatever that is. Yeah. The reason why the Arizona Cardinals yesterday never, to me, in my opinion, was never going to threaten the Minnesota Vikings, is because the Arizona Cardinals right now can't run the football. James Conner, not you know, not with them. Murray, he's not a running back. He's a quarterback that can run. Benjamin, non-factor. Rondo Moore, in the rushing department, non-factor. Darrell Williams, non-factor. Their running attack was not a factor at all. They ran the ball 22 mm-hmm. times for 78 yards. That's not going to get it. Yeah, When you're averaging less than three yards per carry, and, and I think the running game actually gets better with James Conner out because at this point in his career, he's so banged up. There's so much shut off the tire that he had a great career in Pittsburgh, but they ran him into the ground. Like he's a shell of who he used to be. I really like Keontae Ingram. We didn't see him at all yesterday and I'm kind of surprised, but yeah, that's one of those where you keep running just to do it. Hopefully you break something. But they were never able to break something. They're not a talented team running the football, though. No, they're, no. That's, they're, just they're, the, that's just the bottom line. Yeah, and I mean, that's why you said Kyler Murray had an average game. Well, average for him is like 300 and what, 332, 322 yards? Well, he threw for 326, yes. 326, okay. So he just, I mean, when you become one-dimensional, you can look at those numbers and they can be a little misleading because that's all they can do. 
The the quarterback play that the Vikings got out of Kirk Cousins, I thought was decent. Um, he'd have a bad game. He wasn't. It wasn't a great game for Kirk, but Kirk wasn't making mistakes. And quite frankly, I thought the offensive line did not give him a whole lot of time yesterday. No, they they didn't. And I, I was they were ex- not great yesterday. Based on the matchup coming in, I was expecting more out of Kirk Cousins. I really was. I was expecting them because they took a couple shots downfield, but then that was it. Like, you you would go, and then you would stop. It's like, if you're going to try it, continue to go downfield. I really thought that they would try a little bit more because you had some matchups in the secondary. Time wasn't there, though. The time was not there. The offensive line did not give him time. We're going to get into the good, the bad, and the ugly, but I'm telling you right now, yesterday there were many times where Kirk got the ball and all of a sudden, the guy's in his face, and he's trying to get it out of there. There was even the one where he, um, where he had the uh, the fumble, and mm-hmm. he 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 really didn't have any time at all to uh, to recover that fumble. All right, uh, we'll take our first break. Uh, we can mix in some phone calls too if you want to talk Minnesota Viking football six five one four six one nine two two six. But we got the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's the Lake Show on the Good Neighbor. All right, welcome back to the Lake Show News Talk eight three zero WCCO. Where does this rank going back in the day of shows? The Packers this year? I mean, the, the Adams family, that was pretty nice, man. That was, that was a lot of fun. Man, I haven't heard this in so, so long. Yeah? It takes me back. Who was your favorite Adams family character? Um, who was the, the little kid with the, with the, with the weird uh, haircut? Uh, the son. Pugsley. Pugsley, was that his name? I think Pugsley was the kid's name, yeah. I don't even remember the characters anymore, yeah. to be honest with you. So, uh, who knows? I know, uh, I think Morticia was the uh, was the mom. Uh, Wednesday was the girl. I think it was Pugsley. Uh, Uncle Fester, Lurch. Uncle Fester. Oh, he was a classic. Uncle Fester, Uncle yeah. Uncle Fester, yeah, he was, he was classic. Uncle Fester was, he was a creepy guy. Yeah, he was I always hate, was it, I can't remember, I think it was It. Or thing? No, it was thing. Was the hand? Uh, a little bit overrated. Yeah. Yeah. Over, Think so? Overrated. Oh, it was cousin it. That was the one cousin that had it. the hair. That was cousin it. Cousin, cousin it. it. Yeah, that was creepy. All right, let's get into the good, the bad, and the ugly from Minnesota Viking football. All right, the good is where we always start, and I want to start with the guy that was an absolute playmaker yesterday. It was a revenge game for him. Patrick Peterson was awesome. Patrick Peterson, so we talk about all the time, top-tier players dropping off as they get older. And we knew that when we got Patrick Peterson, we were not getting Patrick Peterson in his prime. We knew that when he came here last year. And it was still an improvement, though. We knew that he wasn't in his prime anymore. And he had a decent year last year. Patrick Peterson's been better this year than last year. He has. And remember now, he missed, what was he, he missed about three or four weeks last year with an injury? A hamstring or something like that? Patrick Peterson was on top of things yesterday. I mean, he was extremely passionate about winning yesterday's ball game. Early in the ball game, he was face-to-face with head coach Cliff Kingsbury Mm -hmm. from the Arizona Cardinals. So, Patrick Peterson, 
was doing his thing. Well, and, and now we're finding out from Kevin Seifert, uh, ESPN, that apparently there were some. E- I mean, that's just kind yeah, of a they weird, left the stuff that's in a the weird locker. Story. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a weird. I don't. I don't. So, there was some disrespect or something yeah. towards Patrick Peterson, and it was motivation for him to play yeah. at a higher level because he didn't like the way things ended in Arizona. Yes. Yeah, and after the Harrison Smith interception, we were sitting in the end zone. And we saw him do that little, like, he was did a little dance at midfield. And I'm like, I mean, the play was going on, and he's sitting there, you know, busting a move. And I'm like, what is Patrick Peterson doing? I had no idea he was mocking Kyler Murray at the point. I'm like, oh, okay. But he was just, plays over here, and he's over here, you know, getting jiggy with it. But great game for Patrick Peterson. Zadarius Smith. <laughs> he was a man amongst boys oh, yesterday. Man, dude. Three sacks. He leads the NFL right now with eight and a half sacks. He was a monster yesterday. But now let me say this about Zadarius Smith. And let me be clear about this. His sacks have come in bunches. Which is fine. Yeah. But I'm just saying, it's not like he's wrecking every single ball game. Because damn near, he almost got half his sacks yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with that. Great, you know, I just really great spread performance. Spread him out a little bit, bro. Yeah. Spread him out a little bit. I want some to go to, you know, 55, give some to 99. That's what I want. No, I'm talking about in terms of his actual number. No, that's what I'm that's what I mean. I mean 55, I want to see some from 99 too. Cuz we see everything from 55. Yeah, but no, my point is I don't want the eight and a half sacks that he gets in just two and a half games. I want him in all the games. That's what I want. All right, uh, the other person that I would say goes into the good category, without question, Dalvin Cook had a phenomenal game with 111 rushing yards, a touchdown. Um, He's always going to be good coming out of the backfield, catching the football. But the running game was awesome yesterday. Heck, even Kirk Cousins ran for a touchdown. Kirk Cousins scrambling around. Kirk Cousins looked like Michael Vick in his prime on that particular run yesterday to get the the Minnesota Vikings in the end zone. So, yeah, Dalvin Cook running the football, absolutely awesome. That goes into the category of good. Now, in the category of bad, one of the things that I didn't like was that we were not able to consistently get the ball to Justin Jefferson. I know that we'll look at the stat sheets and we'll talk about the uh, all the yardage that he had. What was it, 98 yards receiving? But my point is this. We were chucking the ball to Justin Jefferson when we needed a big play. No. Don't just go to him a couple times and then, oh, yeah, we'll take a quarter off from going to Justin Jefferson. No, feed that man. Have him involved in the game plan the entire game. As opposed to, okay, we're going to have a possession where we're going to get the ball to him a couple of times. Remember the one grab? He just he just yanked it from the defender. Oh, that was he like had two defenders f- on. Yeah, and I want to say, I mean, it was fourth quarter. I don't know if it was over Buda Baker or whatever, but I mean, it was just, it was incredible, that catch. I mean, it was good enough that my wife even texted me. She's like, that man Jefferson. I'm like, yeah, it was, he's the guy that you know you're going to go to him when you need a big play, but I do agree that you can't go to him and then get away, go to him. It's like you, you need to be consistent with him throughout the course of the game. Yeah. 
And then the other thing is that against really good playoff-type teams, I'm a little bit concerned whether we're going to be able to get three and outs when we need them. Like, the sign of a really good team is that when you need to get the ball back to your offense, Mm -hmm. you got to get a three and out, getting a three and out. And there's some teams that when they need a three and out, they'll get the three and out. We were giving up some yards secondary-wise. And I get it, man. DeAndre Hopkins is a monster. But that was a little bit concerning. It it was. I'm looking at, okay, you get through the Washington game, and then you know who's staring you in the face? Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen. To me, you know, because the question is, how good are the Minnesota Vikings? How good are the Minnesota Vikings? Well, guess what? In two weeks, you're going to know exactly how good you are. And for all the yards that they've given up in the secondary, they've 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 gotten to the point where it's that ultimate bend don't, but don't break. Yeah. You are going to be severely tested in two weeks. And then you got Dak Prescott coming back. And he's starting to get a little bit healthier with that thumb. So, yeah, it's the secondary. It's, it's not a concern because you're winning games. And we knew that they weren't going to have the most talent in the secondary coming in. But I'll give them credit. You can give up Give up 800 yards as long as you end up winning the game. I guess that's that's all I need. That's all I need. Just win. Just win, baby. Just win, baby. Just win, baby. Just mm. win, baby. I see you, brother. Yeah, that's all I need to do. Just win. I Just see. win. All right, and then I guess the only thing that will fall into the ugly category, Greg Joseph, oh, man, that was, um, I think there were some people concerned about Greg Joseph. Yeah, yeah. I was having this conversation with a buddy of mine at the game yesterday. We were talking about, it's like, the one thing I'm not concerned about is Greg Joseph. And then, I'm not going to blame him for the long field goal that was blocked. Because in order to get that ball that far, like, you got to kick it lower. I understand that. But the extra point, to doink it off the upright, it's like, I mean, anytime something starts to go sideways with kickers, we have PTSD. We do, and we're instantly like clenching, and the butt cheeks are tight. So I, I think we're going to feel nervous until Greg Joseph can get himself straightened out, yeah. and hopefully he can, because I mean we're never going to get over kicking in these parts. All right, we'll get back to the Vikings here in a little bit, but we're going to turn the page at least for the moment. We'll take a look at the local weather, and let's talk some Timberwolves basketball the weekend for the Wolves. We do that next year on The Lake Show. Who are you going to call? Ghost, Ghostbusters. All right, welcome back to The Lake Show, News Talk 830 WCCO. Happy Halloween. Let's talk some Timberwolves basketball right now. Off tonight. Need a little bit of rest. Fresh off of dropping one on the road to the San Antonio Spurs, 107-98. to um, This game, in my opinion, was never in doubt. The San Antonio Spurs, um, they were comfortable the majority of the game. They just were. And the Wolves continued to look like a team that's struggling to figure out their identity, gel, 
kind of put the pieces together. And I'm not upset at this particular point that they don't have it all figured out. I am a little concerned. And I know that many people out there will say, Lake Hodo, it's only seven games. It's not just the sample size, but it's how off they look. Okay? It's one thing to say, okay, they played less than 10 games. It's also the issue of just how – what's the word that I'm looking for? Because I don't want to say dysfunctional because I don't think that that's a fair word to use. They just – they're not gelling at this particular point. And I don't know if it's guys trying to figure out, like, what's my specific role, what am I supposed to do in certain situations. Like, that. all of that stuff's got to get figured out. And would it have jailed better if Rudy Gobert wasn't playing Euro basketball? Probably, because he's probably with his teammates. But I'm not going to blame it just on that. I'm not. It's going to take some time. But right now, I don't think that anybody, anyone, can sit here and say that based off of the seven games that they've watched, that the Timberwolves are one of the top five or six teams in the in the West. You can't say that. You can't say it. Because if you say it, I'm going to say you're lying. Because ba- you're, you're saying that based off of what, what you think is going to happen, mm-hmm. or are you saying it based on what has happened? Based on potential. What, what, what I'm watching right now is a team that's still trying to figure it out, and they got a long ways to go. Long, long ways to go. Because right now, this ain't it. And this is why, this is why like, you know, Friday night, People are tossing around uh, winless this, winless that with the Lakers and trolling trolling LeBron, trolling Russ. I'm like, I could kind of get it. If we're just kicking people's tails in, we're not playing well. I guess the Lakers, we shot 41%. Like, come on. Man. Yeah, I think, though, anytime you have a chance to one-up LeBron, you're going to take that. Like, you're not one-up anyone. Well, By winning one regular season game. To, 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 How is that wanting up in to, anybody? To fans, at this point, if you can beat LeBron, if you can beat Russ, I know they didn't have AD, but you come out of that and say, hey, my team beat a team with LeBron. That's fine. But, yeah, and, ha- that, and that's what fans want to hang their hat on. Yeah, but sitting there chanting... 0-5? That, that, that just seems a little ridiculous yeah. to me. From us? Well, I mean, you know, you, you got to take Cite the, the source. <laughs> you you got to take the small victories where you can get them. But but my, but my overall point about this, though, is that we got stuff that we got to iron out, man. We really do. And, I, and I, it, because this is not. And let me repeat this. This is not a situation where you think it's a push button. Boom. And it just snap your face. No, no, no. That's not how any of this is going to Well, I, I think people, too, they, they look at last night, and they look at how you get down by, what, 17 point, 19 point, something like that, and you're down big, and you're like, how should a team with D'Angelo Russell, Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert, and Anthony Edwards, I mean, the, the Spurs, I mean, they could have run out Manu Ginobili and Tony Parker. and We, yeah, let, I mean, we let Doug McDermott... Knock down seven threes. Uh, I mean, how do you let a team that didn't have, I mean, what, Josh Richardson, Devin Vassell, and then they, they lose uh, Sochin, was that the guy's name? 
He he so goes hard. out, but you're looking at talent, and this team should not be struggling the way that they are. So if it's talent, if you've got the talent, why is it not working? I mean, why why can Cat? Why did the why did the momentum stop when Cat and Rudy Gobert both checked back into the game? Like that second unit, surprisingly, I mean, they're the ones that did all the heavy lifting. Why are we not able to figure it out with Cat and Rudy Gobert? I mean, you're two superstars, and I, I don't like that everybody's blaming Rudy Gobert because, no, it's, it's not his fault. It's not his fault. Everybody's trying to figure it out. Hey, let me repeat this one more time to everybody out there listening. Doug McDermott hit seven three-point shots last night. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Doug McDermott off the bench? Well, I mean, he had a great career. What, Creighton? Creighton! I mean, he's... This is the National Basketball (laughs) Association. (laughs) They play defense like Creighton. What are we doing? It was... I mean, how do they write this ship, Henry? I, I, I mean, I think fans are just frustrated because they see... Fans don't have the patience. We don't have the patience because we were told this was going to be a good team. Okay, it's going to take time. Well, can time really fix all of the issues? I mean, is this a chemistry issue? Is it something else? And, I mean, who wh- whose fault is it? I mean, is it Tim Connolly? Did he make the wrong move by bringing Rudy Gobert in and getting rid of you know, Beverly? Too early to tell. We'll find all of that out. Okay. All right. So we'll see how that shakes out, but okay. right now – we can't make that call right now. But I will say this. There is one thing that Chris Finch has to do moving forward with this team, at least for the short term. I'll tell you what that is coming up next year on The Lake Show. All right, talking Timberwolves basketball. We'll talk boxing at the top of the hour. Legendary boxing announcer Al Bernstein. He's going to join us here. On the Lake Show, we got some fights at the Armory coming up this weekend. Showtime boxing in the house. So we'll talk to Al Bernstein here at the top of the hour. All right, but let's continue with the Timberwolves talk because as much as the Timberwolves have to, and we got time to figure this out, but we got a lot of things that we got to shore up. There's something that has to happen And one thing that my guy, Chris Finch, has to do. Something that my guy, yes, I'm claiming he's my guy, Chris Finch. I'm a fan. Something that he has to do moving forward, at least in the short term. I'm not saying that this has to be a long-term thing. I'm talking about at least for the first half of the season. Until this offense gets to gelling a little bit. Chris Finch has to ride the hot hand. We don't have guys playing at a level collectively to where if somebody's rolling, we just get them out of it. I don't care if they start. I don't care if they're coming in off the bench. I don't care what their role is. If they're playing and they're being productive, you gotta you got to give them extended minutes. And I bring this up because yesterday Nas Reed played nine minutes was extremely effective in his time. He had 11 points in nine minutes, five of seven shooting, 11 points, two boards, one steal. 
Nas Reed was having a good game yesterday. Nas Reed was making an impact on the game yesterday. Nas Reed should have played more than nine bleeping minutes. So that's something that Chris has got to, I think the coach Finch has got to do. When a guy's got it going, regardless of whether they start or not, and they're helping your team get back into the game, let them cook. Let them cook a little bit. And he even said post-game, he said, yeah, this one in terms of Nas's minutes, I should have left him out a lot longer. And this is why I'm a little bit surprised they didn't, because I thought it was obvious. I thought it was obvious that Nas was was doing work and you just let him go to town. Yeah, it would be obvious if he's out there. We're like, hey, you know, he's having a good, you know, having a good little stretch. But have you found Henry? And I mean, you've been about, you know, bas- you know, been around basketball your entire life. Do you feel like sometimes coaches are too married to at this certain time? I've got to make my substitution, or if they see another team making a substitution, like you have to counteract that. But that's my point. In a in a game like last night, where things are not going your way, it'd be different if you take Nas out and you got your guys that are in the flow. Mm-hmm. There was no flow. Yeah. He was your flow. He was hustling flow. He was whooping that trick. Like, that was what was going on last night with Nas Reed. And, and Nas Reed has kind of been an anomaly this year because there are a couple times where he's a DNP. And then he'll go out and he'll get these minutes. I don't I don't know. I mean, I don't know enough about the rotations and, you know, idiosyncrasies, things like that. I can just look at it from a casual point of view and be like, yeah, to me, it doesn't necessarily add up. But I do appreciate that he, he meaning Coach Finch, did acknowledge, yes, I, I messed up. I made a mistake. I should have. So I, I like Henry that he's not stubborn enough where it's like you made this mistake and he was asked about it and he didn't just stick to his gun. Oh, no, he owns everything. And, and that's refreshing to hear because there are a lot of people out there that won't take responsibility like he has. Yeah, no, no. I got no issues whatsoever with thinking that Coach Finch will not acknowledge mistakes when mistakes happen. We all make mistakes. Chris Finch, I think, is one heck of a coach. No issues with Coach Finch at all. Uh, I think he's going to get it more right than wrong. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I just think that, right, to be honest with you, until we get it figured out, I think the Nas Reed should get more minutes. Yeah. Until he proves he shouldn't. I'm just trying to figure out. Why is it because the addition of Rudy Gobert? Does that is that one of the reasons why maybe you feel you you can't? And maybe this is a rhetorical question. Why you feel maybe you couldn't play Nas Reed more minutes because he's another big? I mean, do you feel like you have to go a little bit smaller? You have to go a little bit more guard oriented because I mean, you knew this was going to happen. When you're going to go big, you're going to zig everybody else zags. Yeah, but if you're going smaller, wouldn't you be inclined to put Nas in there? If that's the case, he's he's smaller than Rudy and Cat. I I would I would think so, but I mean I guess when I think small, I'm you know thinking going small with the guards and and yeah I mean you know I guess if you're looking at Nas being your your you know regardless biggest, of your height and all that, like put your best players out there, and yeah. Nas is one of your best players yesterday. Yes, and he should have got more minutes. Yep. Agreed, and and hopefully we can figure out.
working him into the rotation. I mean, now that Kyle Anderson's back, I think you got to try and figure out how to work him in, and, and you know, still because I mean, you don't want to have you don't want your bench to go too deep. And I mean, you already got Jalen Noel, and you got Torian Prince that you know are going to get minutes. And you know, it was nice to see Jordan McLaughlin, you know, back suited up after he what he sat out game Friday night, didn't he? He sat out Friday night against the uh, the Lakers. J Mac, J Mac did, yeah, okay. But J Mac didn't. But J Mac didn't play last night. No, it's true. Yeah, so it's J Mac. J Mac's got. He's had some injury stuff to here to start the year. Yeah, and I'm hoping that he'll be back uh, sooner than later in terms of getting back on the basketball court. Yeah, and you know we've seen kind of what a you know what an asset he is when he's out there as well. So. Oh, well, uh, and we'll D'Lo didn't play well last night. I, I don't think that's a shocker to any. Well, I don't say a shocker because I'm not trying to disrespect D'Lo. Um, I guess what I'm saying is is that when he when he shot 0 for 7 from three and struggled, I think a lot of fans were frustrated and upset. Um, and yet, quite honestly, I was shocked that uh, he played um, as poorly as he did last night. All right, let's talk a little boxing. We got some big time fights coming up this weekend. Premier boxing champions. Showtime at the Armory. We'll talk to Al Bernstein from Showtime next year on The Lake Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 